All right, here we go. Okay, this is Danny Pate interviewing my cousin, Vic Russell, for the book, My First Pony. Vic, I know you didn't have a pony. Your father would let you ride it, but tell him about your first horse. Well, the first one, my father went to the sale to buy it. He thought it was a thoroughbred horse, and he brought it home, and it was a, uh, it was a standard bred. My brother rode it down in the woods, and there's a real sort of a long trail coming back and my dad said ride it down and you know ride it trot down there and canter back and let's see what it's like he's coming back and he was trotting about 35 miles an hour it never could canter it never cantered so I rode it in a trot everywhere I went but it was as fast as most horses trotting as, as they could canter did you guys teach him how to jump oh yeah it jumped it jumped from the trot and I kept it for a while. He sold it, and then I went on to other horses. And and back then I was about uh, I was nine, ten years old, and we lived next door to Max Bonham, who was Horseman of the Year two years, and worked for the Firestone family back then. Didn't he have the horse in the gray flannel suit? What was the name of that no, horse? No, that was Patty Dixon. What was the name of his big horse? Catch on Fire, or what was it? No, he had a big Windsor horse. Castle was one. He had a, Max had a lot of great horses, and in, and in the end of it, he worked for the Firestones for years and was, and, and really was my mentor through my life. I was nine years old when I lived next door to him and his son, Jimmy, and his wife was wonderful to me always, was like my aunt, and Max, if I got in trouble, would always send me a good horse and and get me out of trouble. And he moved to Camden later on in his life where he died. At, he died at 74, saving a pony. He, it was a flood, and he went out that night in the middle of the night to get the pony out of the, out of the field, and he had a heart attack and died. Hmm. That's but a shame. He, he, he delivered a horse to me. After he died, he sent me a, a really nice horse. Well, tell us about the next horse after the trotter, after the standard bread. Well, then then I started riding. After after that, I got my... I had a horse called Golden Wonder, who was bred by... It was thoroughbreds. It was bred to be a hunter. And she bucked me off... When I was breaking her, I was probably I was probably 12 or 13 by then, and I had me a job working for uh, a man called Neil Bell, which was one of the masters of the hunt club that my father hunted of Sedgefield Hunt, and I was exercising horses for him and riding horses, and started showing and fox hunting, and I had one called. Uh, Golden Wonder, and she bucked me off eleven day, eleven times the first day I rode her. Jesus! And finally, my father, he rode in one of those old uh, military saddles. Yeah, the McClellan, the Civil War saddles. Well, no, it wasn't the one with the cut. Now it was an officer's saddle. Oh, okay. We had one with the cut. There was a lot no, of those around. But he didn't do that. He had an officer's saddle, which wasn't much different than than the saddles that they're making today. It was really, it would have been a modern saddle today. Right. 
As a matter of fact, I have it up in my uh, my uh, man. I call it the manhole instead of the man cave. It's an antique. Yeah, I have that saddle, and it's just as it, it would fit on horses today. It was a wonderful saddle, and it had hooks on the back to to put a put a little shelf that you would carry your poncho on, and you'd hook the lead chank to it and put it over my shoulder. So when she bucked, I'd hold myself on with holding the rope. <laughs> and anyway, I I made her up and made her into a, a hunt horse and then from a hunt horse to a show horse and she wound up being champion of the country. Is that the one your picture with that little hat on? The yeah, little... yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it amazing. Was, it was a helmet. It looked like a regular helmet, but it didn't have any any cushion, any protection. Yeah, in back it. in those days you didn't have to wear it. You could no, it was just a felt a... hat. Mm-hmm. And what, it, where'd you go on from that? When did you, uh, you showed her and uh, yeah. when, did you, when did you go on? Then, then I started working for Tom Cathcart's stepson and uh, Reedy Fork Acres. We moved to Greensboro, and and uh, I was uh, uh, I rode for them, and I really learned a lot from Bill Seabrook, who was a really great rider. He went on and he was uh, young in his young 20s then and he uh, uh, he was what I thought was a great rider and truly was but he went on to become a lawyer later and, and quit the horses. And uh, tell us about when y'all moved to Aiken. Uh, yeah, I Glenn went, Winger, he was a big horseman at the yeah, time. Yeah, Glenn Winger. I worked for Glenn Winger, and I worked also for, during those years I was there at, in Aiken, I uh, uh, worked for Dude Frazier, who was Red Frazier's brother, was a great hunter-trainer, and Dude was an alcoholic, and eventually it got to him. But I worked for Glenn Winger, who was a well-known cavalry officer from from way out out west Montana or somewhere, and then I worked there also for Patty Dixon, who rode nautical and and uh, and he sold two famous horses that to Bill one to Bill Steincross that wound up going to the Olympics and he started him and was champion indoors with him and all that before and he was he's in the horseman's hall of fame i remember when my brother was working for walt newman he had a gray horse called white oak mountain and he told you about him y'all bought him and mm-hmm. sold him his name they turned him into aries that was yeah, his name he, aries, was on he the, went to rodney jenkins i sold him to rodney jenkins then rodney sold him to who who showed him in olympic it wasn't rodney it was no, uh i can't remember who it was I'll think of it for now, but uh, he went on to the, be on the Olympic team. Yeah. And you've had a lot of good horses. Tell us about some of the horses through the years you've had. Coming. Well, I had I had uh, Gail Greeno's World Cup horse. I started it. Simple Simon, Simon Says. And then I I had Simple Simon, who was a who was a I bought him from off the track from Ralph Bowersacks. 
and started him and made him into a hunter and sold him to to uh, Glenn Johnson in Texas and he was the first horse to ever be champion of the country in two divisions the first years and the working in the same year and then I sold Ragtime to Danny Robichaud years ago and he was uh, he was three times champion of the country I sold uh Uh, a lot of other well, let's see I sold in the last few years this last year I had five horses that I'd sold trained started as young horses that were champion indoors in five different divisions that's amazing that, tell us about the horse's namesake of your farm here Leonard. how well, did Lenard you find was, him I bought I bought Leonard from from back in probably 76 from uh, from the guy that had that little barn by the Homebirds factory down there in In Inman wouldn't it? No. He was there at one time. I worked for the guy. I think he had him at one time. No he didn't. He didn't have him? No. I I, I bought him for Wyatt Porterfield. Alice Porterfield was one of my students and I bought her a really nice junior hunter that was from, from Rodney and Larry Aspen which turned out her name was opening opening night, and, and but I she would Leonard was was her uh, event horse, pony club horse, hmm. and he had raced in Mexico. He must have had a heck, heck of a life. He was huge. And what was he about seventeen two? Yeah, and I uh, I bought him from Wyatt and Alice, and. He wound up being uh, champion open jumper of the Florida circuit. Jumped American Invitational. Jumped all the indoors. Was a great, consistent, great scopey horse. Your brother Terry rode him. Tell us yeah. about the big wall he jumped at uh, Culpepper. Yeah, wouldn't he, he jumped seven foot nine? Yeah, Kong Wall in Culpepper. And uh, and uh, he he did a lot in his career, and I sold him to to people that owned the majority owners of Lords of London in England, and then he two months after I sold him, he was second in the Open Jumper with Gene Estep rode him in. Uh, in Madison Square Garden. That's amazing. Yeah, Gene was a, uh, he knew talent when he saw it, didn't he? Yeah, he was a good horseman too. And that's when you sold him, that's how you bought the farm here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I bought this farm and then, and married Pauline Harper. And we raised two children here. And, and both of them are professional horsemen and I have, I had five sons and one daughter, and four of the sons are professional horsemen, and one of them was just national champion amateur horse of the year, and one that 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 championship out in Las Vegas, still winning. 
And that's Sean. That's, that's Sean. Your son, Jones, Sean. Yeah. He's married to Natalie Johnson. That that was in that movie uh, Road to McClay. In Road with Andre Danelli. was she was a great Grand Prix rider. And now they have they have three children and uh, three in diapers. And then I have Tommy John, who's probably the most talented of all of us. And of course, my brother Terry, he's still riding and doing it. He's in his 60s. And I was champion of, of the Southeast, 27 shows in the Southeast. And after I was 65 years old. Tell and, us about some of the young riders you started. I know uh, Bal Haynes rode for you. A lot of people don't remember. She was one of the best riders in the country. Yeah, she was a great hunter rider. And I remember you had a chestnut mare. Y'all went out to Texas and she showed it yeah. for you. Y'all, y'all had a lot of success with her. Voice, yeah, she was good. We won everything there were to win in Texas when we went there. And then uh, I've had I taught a lot, and I was the, the uh, coach for the Puerto Rican team for several years, and I trained a lot of Puerto Ricans. Francis Tress started with me when he was nine years old, and he wound up being the youngest man to win the Palm Beach Grand Prix. He won it twice before he was 21 and won the Monterey Grand Prix, and he was a great hunter rider, too. And... And then I had Elena Portu, and he was Athlete of the Year. And then I trained Elena Portu, and Elena became a professional horseman or a person. And and when she she rode with me for 16 years, and then I got her a job with Danny and Danny Robichaud and and uh, Ron Danner, and great horsemen. And they uh, still have her 20 years later. She runs their barn. Well, tell us about Danny Robinshaw. You were instrumental. We were both, he and I were both just 16 or 17. Tell us about yeah. you were instrumental on starting his career. Well, he had his first professional job with me. And it was sort of an interesting time in my life. And, and we had great success together. And, uh, and then he's always been loyal to me and, I've just sold him in the last five years a horse called Fearless that has, he was horse of the year last year. He was champion at all the indoor shows, champion three years in a row at of the Florida circuit. And also I sold him a, a another horse that I would have to get with Danny to turn back some of them. Well, he mentioned a lot of horses that when I did right. the interview with him. So they yeah, they bought the a lot of really good horses, and and still buying horses yeah, from you. Oh yeah, that I start them, I find them, start them, and then the ones that are really good, I pick the trainers like Roth Bowersacks. Roth and I've been together for over thirty years, and and buying horses back. When Roth was real young, 
he had a great eye for horses and I bought like I said I bought Simple Simon from him and I bought uh, uh, a cloud inspector that we sold to Paul Newman's daughter some really great horses that I bought from Roth tell us about the one uh, Roth bought from you when uh, Daniel, you and Daniel Barrett's were down in uh, Wellington, I saw him oh, when yeah. I was down there. Yeah, I think they call him good-looking bay horse. Yeah, Alejandro. No, what is? And yeah, he was just had. To, yeah, Lynn Carlog wound up with him and and bought him. They bought him from me, and of course, Roth and Jen are great horse trainers. That's. One of the secrets to having a nice horse is make sure he gets in the right hands, because you can sell a you can sell a nice horse to a bad trainer, and he hasn't got a shot in life. That's he, like that's like in racing, you know. Uh, a good jockey can't make a bad horse win, but a bad jockey can get a good horse beat. Yeah. So same thing with the show horses. If you get you get somebody, if you get a. If you get a if you get a nice horse, I try to choose people <clears throat> that gets the bomb because that way you can make sure they have a good career. And and uh, that one with with his owner, Mrs. Uh, Lynn Kellogg, she uh, got the high score at Brandywine this year over all the professionals and everything. As an amateur, I don't know if I've heard of that. And and he was champion at the National Horse Show this year and been champion at Palm Beach over and over. And yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough. And also I started, uh, I worked a lot in Venezuela. I sold a lot of horses in Venezuela. <clears throat> One year in Venezuela, I sold in every division of the jumpers I sold the champion of the year in the children's jumpers, the junior jumpers, the amateur jumpers, and the horse of the year, the Grand Prix horse of the year. You had it sewed up there. Well, tell us now about your clients here, uh, Christine Fisher, Christina Fisher and her horse Lexi. He was a hunter of the year, went some big classes in indoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's been champion of the country several times. And he's a great derby horse. He's a little particular, but but she's had him a long time, and we know him well. And then we had we had uh, everything's Gucci, and he's been champion of the country, and also uh, champion at the Washington International last year. And uh, he's uh, she's uh, been a very good client, and and a great rider well Vic thank you for the interview and the best of luck to you Vic Russell 75 years old still riding Grand Prix horses and God bless you and good luck to you guys alright thanks man thank you very much